0: I'm Marco Warman. This is The World. Ecuador granted political asylum today to Julian Assange, but that's not the end of Assange's effort to avoid extradition from Britain to Sweden where he's wanted for questioning in two sexual assault cases. The WikiLeaks founder remains holed up inside Ecuador's embassy in London, and the British government is refusing to allow him safe passage out of the country. This afternoon, British Foreign Secretary William Haig said the two-month-old standoff is by no means over. Diplomatic immunity exists to allow embassies and diplomats to exercise proper diplomatic functions. And the harboring of alleged criminals or frustrating the due legal process in a country, in the host state, is not a permitted function uh, of diplomats under the Vienna Convention. And so the difficulty with international law is on the Ecuadorian uh, side. We've explained the full legal context. It could go on for a long time. British Foreign Secretary William Hague there. Paul Sony is in London covering the Assange saga for the Wall Street Journal. Paul, uh, the Vienna Convention Mr. Haig referred to there uh, is a pretty obscure thing codifying the rules of diplomatic immunity. What's been the general reaction there in London to this threat of British authorities storming the embassy of a sovereign nation?
1: Yeah. So actually, William Hague was specifically asked that today by journalists. And he backed off and said, listen, we haven't leveled any threat about storming the embassy. What we have done is pointed out to the Ecuadorian authorities that we do have this legal option, which allows us to essentially revoke um, territorial immunity for an embassy if we feel that an embassy is not being used for proper diplomatic purposes. And the reason that that law was put into place here in the UK in 1987 was because the Libyan embassy, um, there was a siege there in 1984 after a British police officer was shot outside from a bullet that came from the Libyan embassy. Mm. And after that incident happened, the UK passed a law which essentially allows the government to revoke. Vogue that convention that allows diplomatic immunity or territorial immunity for an embassy if they feel that the embassy is not being used for proper diplomatic purposes.
0: Are are there any countries around the world that you know of that have a similar law? I mean, what have legal experts uh, told you so far about the seeming willingness by Britain to storm uh, the the embassy there?
1: Yeah, well, legal experts have said that they do not expect the UK can do that um, and and that Julian Assange would have a strong case for um, judicial review, which is essentially when you uh, think that a law is not being applied. Uh, properly here in the uk, you can appeal to the courts, which would start yet another round mm. of um, court deliberations. But my sense, and I think I don't know if you felt the same way from what William Haig said, was that this is going to be yet another waiting game. They're not in a rush, they're going to reengage the Ecuadorian government, and you know then they're going to wait it out. It's yet another game of chicken.
0: So, I mean, let's remind listeners that Assange was responsible for thousands of sensitive U.S. documents being published on his WikiLeaks website in 2010. And they included, of course, American diplomatic and military secrets, of course. And he sought refuge in the Ecuadorian embassy in in London to avoid being extradited to Sweden, which he fears would possibly lead to a U.S. extradition. So what are the likely next steps in in this odd case, aside from more waiting game?
1: Yeah, I think that's what we're going to see. You're going to probably see more waiting game. um, And then at some point, probably someone is going to have to act. Um, So that's either going to mean the UK exercising this legal option that that William Hague claims they have to arrest him on the territory of the embassy, if they so choose, or um, maybe uh, Assange trying to find some way to get to Ecuador and that being impeded in some fashion, or the Ecuadorian government sort of uh, throwing up its hands and saying, listen, well, you know, we wanted to do this, but we're not going to be able to do it logistically. The other possibilities are that the Ecuadorian ambassador could be expelled from the UK. UK could recall its ambassador from Ecuador. Also, Sweden's foreign ministry has summoned the Ecuadorian ambassador to Stockholm. So I think it could definitely escalate from here.
0: Have you heard anything about Julian Assange's current state of mind with with this kind of limbo zone happening at the Ecuadorian embassy for him? You know,
1: he is supposedly going to be making some sort of public statement uh, at the embassy on Sunday. So I think that will definitely be the first time that we get some insight into uh, what his life has been like now.
0: And just describe that part of London, what it looks right now, this uh, Ecuadorian embassy across from Harrods. Is it just a constant crush of cars and traffic jams right now?
1: No. So it's actually, it's on a side street. it's probably a five or six story uh, brick building with these white balconies off the sides. Um, and it's in Knightsbridge, as you said, across the street from Harrods, which is one of the nicest areas of London. So uh, the question, obviously, on Sunday, if he plans to make a public statement is, you know, obviously, he can't step off the territory of the embassy because there are police officers who have been waiting there. So um, I guess he will make some sort of statement from the balcony, which just adds to the level of drama that this whole saga has already entailed.
0: Paul Sony, a London based reporter with The Wall Street Journal. Thank you very much.
1: Yep, thank you.